So how should America deal with the simultaneous rise of radical Islam around the globe and a rising tide of anti-Semitism and anti-Christian behavior as we saw convert or die in Mosul? Joining me now, the patriarch of Duck Dynasty, the author of the brand new book, Unfiltered, The Way I See It. Welcome to Unfiltered Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show that's distracting you from all of that TV you really shouldn't be watching. My name is Chris. I'm Chase. <laughs> um, that intro. Now, l- let me let you guys know real quick, you know, uh, you know, Chris does share. We know we t- talk about what we're going to I like bring to, up on the show. I like to keep the uh, the intro a bit of a surprise, though. He, he does, and uh, <laughs> I, I wish you guys were a fly on the wall, uh, because, so, that clip that you just heard and saw... Uh, if you're watching the video, I immediately stood up. Yeah, you were a. Ble- <laughs> I, I walked over to the corner. I was and I was just. I had this look on my face. The WTF? Did that look. actually just happen? That the, look. That yeah. just happened. Yeah, yeah. I know. Isn't that unbelievable? Unfiltered. Unfiltered. You know, when you got to get hard hitting analysis. There on goes the, SEO. It's gone. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> when you got to get hard hitting analysis on the state of uh, the. Uh, terrorism around the world yeah. and uh, obviously uh, atrocities that are happening you go to Phil the duck guy wow yeah i couldn't i can't i wow i <laughs> one episode before 130 and this week we have a lot to follow up on from last week when the show was going live the attacks in paris were actually in progress they just happened uh, and there's so we have some follow up on that, and we also have a lot of other things to touch on today. A lot of catch up. Uh, I feel like this January edition of Unfilter is packing a lot in, uh, and I I don't know where to start. I have a I have an idea. Okay, all right. What's your idea, sir? Uh, you remember uh, your buddy, my good friend, David Petraeus. Oh yeah, uh, the with general Paula Broadwell. Hey, you know what? She got kicked out of the CIA. Not me. Uh, and we thought, boy, there seems to be, you know, this is really strange. Like, yeah, the guy, he's like, he was like a war hero in Iraq, according to everybody. Now he's the director of the CIA and he has an affair and that gets him kicked out as director of the CIA after a distinguished military career. Something didn't add up, right? Something didn't add up. And we remember scratching our heads going, well, see, he's got this affair. But And Paula Broadwell, she was an author. So maybe there was something there. Right. Well, now it looks like there is a recommendation on Eric Holder's desk to charge David Petraeus Whoa. with a crime. We'll find out with this clip. Former CIA Director David Petraeus has been under investigation for possibly sharing classified uh, secrets or classified documents uh, with his former mistress. Uh, there was a leak that prosecutors have recommended that this go to trial uh, and that you, uh, Mr. Attorney General, are the final, uh, final arbiter of this, the final decision maker uh, are you going to make this decision before you leave office? Well, I don't no. want to comment on, on what is an ongoing matter. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that uh, anybody who shared information um, that led to that uh, that report. So, by the way, uh, David Petraeus is under investigation for leaking information to the press. The fact that the press know he's under investigation, also a leak. So it was a leak that they were going to charge the guy 
for leaking. The leaker of the leak. I did so inappropriately. Um, the determination has yet to, uh, to be made, uh, and we will just see how things play out before uh, any final decision uh, is made. But you are going to make this decision, not your successor. Uh, there's a problem with the feed there. Well, uh, again, I don't want to comment on an ongoing investigation and say where we stand with regard to uh, any matter. Um, this will be something that will have to be decided uh, by the appropriate people um, in the Justice Department. So uh, that's Eric Holder's take on it. Uh, but uh, there's others that are out there right now talking about this, not uh, so ambiguously, uh, not like, oh, this may be happening. This may not be happening. It's hard to say. Uh, folks like Diane Feinstein and John McCain are out there already preemptively defending David Betrayus before anything's is been it filed. appropriate to leak information that is supposed to be kept sealed until the decision is made? The recommendation, not the decision, it's a, it's, a, it's a violation of any citizen's rights to have that information leaked, much less a man, as Dianne Feinstein just said, that is a, a genuine uh, American hero. And by the way, I don't know if there's guilt or innocent. I might add, as an aside, classified information is leaked to the media every day in our nation's capital. Ah, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, fair, yeah, I think he makes the point right there. Yeah. They get to arbitrarily decide when they want to punish somebody for it. That's what's great. <laughs> right. Go leak this information, and then later on, if somebody gets in trouble for it... Then we'll go ahead and yeah. raise the flag. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting. No, that's true. More clips uh, in the overtime folder regarding that topic, but it's one that we're going to follow pretty closely now. Uh, and I have a theory. Oh, uh-oh. Chris theory update. Yeah. I And I actually, it's the same theory I had uh, when he got kicked out. Because he had serious political aspirations all the way down to actually collecting money to run for president. I remember this. Yes. Very vividly. Uh, and I think, like, if you look at David Petraeus compared to Mitt Romney or Jeb Bush, like, there is a galaxy of difference between the the appropriateness that those for between those two like Mitt Romney is a joke David Petraeus actually is a serious Republican contender that would be a interesting contender in the race absolutely especially against Hill yeah. Dog right yeah, totally that would be a fascinating race instead we're getting Mitt Romney and Jeb Bush and I think the system wants it that way yeah. right and so they're shutting David Petraeus up shut up you be quiet sell a book yeah <laughs> That's what I think. It's not I, a bad, I could be way off. It's but. not a bad theory. The the only thing is, Chris, you know, we are still very, very early in the political yeah. presidential. But this is season. when it would. This is when it would be kind of warming up. Right. This is when it'd be getting hot. Right. Or or you warm it up. Or it's been getting hot. You get, you, you get it out of the way now. Clear it out. So by the time the attack ads happen, the debates yeah. happen. Yeah, maybe. You know, get it out of the way yeah. now. Maybe. All right. So that was our David Petraeus update. Not a lot to cover there yet. We still have a lot more to talk about, I think, in that. Uh, One more kind of off-the-wall story before we start getting into our big stuff of the week. Uh, You know your good buddy. My good friend. Uh, John Boner. Uh, I'm sorry, Boehner. 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 <clears throat> I, it, only I can call him Boner. Uh, in a plot that is almost like right out of House of Cards, it turns out that Boehner's bartender has been trying, or was plotting at least, to poison him. Mr. Speaker, it's like something out of a movie. A country club bartender threatens to poison the Speaker of the House. And the Speaker of the House honestly kind of has a reputation for being a bit of a lush. 
But this indictment is very real, charging Michael Robert Hoyt with threatening to murder John Boehner. The disturbed Hoyt telling police he was Jesus Christ, even blaming Boehner for Ebola. <laughs> That was Boehner. Hold on, maybe we should look into this theory. <laughs> by, the way, uh, by the way, Chris, want me to point out? Oh, what? Ebola. That's when CNN asked about the threat, which he has known about since it happened last fall. Boehner and his wife, Debbie, knew bartender Mike, as he was called, <laughs> for years. He even had Debbie Boehner's email address and sent her this chilling note after he was fired from their Westchester, Ohio country club, writing, If I had any intention of hurting Mr. Boehner, I could have poisoned his wine at Weatherington many, many times. Well, it sounds like he's saying if I wanted to, I would have done it already. Not like he's going to. Right. What is this about? Debbie Boehner responded. Hoyt's rambling answer in part, Mrs. Boehner, I was fired. I could not email Mr. Boehner directly because of the zip code block on his email. The next day, he placed an what? unintelligible call to 911. Yes, this is uh, Mike. Uh, I'm messed up. When police went to his home, Hoyt said he had heard the devil's voice telling him John Boehner was evil, and he planned to shoot Boehner with an automatic weapon. It's a sad situation. That, um, I think this individual needs a great deal of help, but the speaker also needs to be protected. Since 9-11, security at the Capitol is stiff. This armored vehicle known as Bearcat sits outside. But when most lawmakers Amber are home, vehicle. they're on their own. A fact on deadly display four years ago when an assassin tried to kill then-Congresswoman Gabby Gifford. Oh, and don't forget that mother that drove around who they killed. That was pretty scary, too. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Uh, so Boehner tries to, but was going to get murdered by his bartender. I just thought that was kind of interesting. I didn't really have anything else to say on it. <laughs> I just thought, what? Well, I, the guy, obviously, you know, he lost his job. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, probably yeah. under some influence of something, just not in the right frame of mind. Yeah, yeah. And he straight up just told the police that he was planning on it. Yeah, it was a bad I idea. I mean, come on. <laughs> that was kind of a bad idea. Come on. Uh, all right. Moving in now towards the topic of the week. Do you hear that uh, ISIS? ISIL, Chris. Uh, took over CENTCOM and a few other uh, government social networks. Oh, really? Accounts, yes. Yeah, well, I, I heard about this, and, you know, I... <laughs> this is so great. And, of course, because of this, now now we need cyber legislation. Well, no, but, but that, I was oh. just going to say, that being said, yeah. do you actually believe that they took them over? I don't believe that. Well, okay. I, I, I think some crappy little group took it over, so, and then they slapped the ISIL I, Who name knows, on right? Who, exactly. Could right. be. And yeah. well, this is... We, always, we'll, well, we often talk about the RT bias. Yeah. Uh, and I love, like... So RT is like, I, basically, the way I see this guy's report is like, really? We're, we're going to talk? Okay, fine. And so listen to him break it down, and then we'll talk about it a little more. Developing okay. story at this hour. A pro-ISIS group has hacked the U.S. Central Command's Twitter account and YouTube page. Pro-ISIS group. Not ISIS, but a, but it's being reported as ISIS. Right. But it's a pro-ISIS group. Right. A group that apparently, and I, maybe, do you and I qualify as a group? No, our chat room does, though. So right. if our chat room right now decided they're a pro-ISIS and then went and logged into an account, when, that would when, be a pro-ISIS When group. does a – how many number of people do you need to have right, to be to make considered a group. a group? It's more than two, I think. It's more than two. Because otherwise that's just two. A couple. Yeah, a couple. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But now listen to, listen to him break it down. It happened today for a few minutes and it left the feeds filled with warnings. The Twitter account included phrases, quote, American soldiers, we are coming – Watch your back, ISIS. Also, we won't stop. We know everything about you, (laughs) your wives, and children. Those were just two of the messages left behind. In addition, names, ranks, and phone numbers for U.S. military personnel were also posted on the Twitter site. Mm, That's no good. The profile images were changed. 
Images with words, I love you, ISIS, and cyber caliphate were added. Screenshots of military commanders' emails and phone numbers also published to the Twitter feed. Minutes after that hack, the Twitter account was suspended. Now, the CINCOM Twitter account hack was at 1.09 p.m. Eastern. The YouTube channel for CINCOM was also hacked, this time around 1.30 p.m. Two new videos were uploaded to the U.S. Central Command's YouTube channel, one of them titled Flames of War, ISIS Video, and Oh Soldiers of Truth, Go Forth. The YouTube account was terminated by YouTube upon the Pentagon's request. I was joined earlier by RT correspondent. All right, we'll stop it there. So, uh, like he says, you know, you can you get the timing, you get what they've done. Uh, is it uh, ISIS? Maybe. Is it not? Do you want to hear any more? Uh, no? I don't You're think good? so. Yeah. No, I, I think it's not ISIS. I, I don't think so. Hmm. Um, well, Obama doesn't necessarily agree with you, Jace. I know uh, he doesn't. Uh, oh. I know he doesn't. Now, it's not just it's not just the Twitter and YouTube accounts getting taken over. It's all, obviously also in light of the Sony hacks we've been talking about recently. It's a good time. Oh, it's North Korea. It's a good time to reintroduce your buddy, my good friend, Sispa. Oh, no. The hacking of Syncom's Twitter and YouTube accounts just a day ago has gotten a lot of media attention. It's certainly worth noting that hacking a Twitter account, <laughs> any Twitter account, is not hard. All you need is a password. Yeah. Same for YouTube. And it's not as if Syncom's servers were hacked. But the optics of this story make it sound as if pro-ISIS groups, or even ISIS itself, came after the U.S. and somehow got into Syncom. They did not. Well, now President Obama has spoken on this issue and is talking about legislation to help prevent future hacks. And that is worth digging into. To help us with that is RT correspondent Amira David, who was in our D.C. newsroom for us. And Amira, uh, let's start with the... All right, so we're going to break it down. Uh, this is uh, essentially CISPA. That there's a couple of different versions of this going on. There's already one that's working its way through the system. Now, there's one that's sort of got Obama's backing that he's pushing for. We'll probably hear a lot about this on Tuesday during the State of the Union. Okay. Should we... Do you think we should move the show to the State of the Union on we, we, we did uh, we did last, last time. Yeah. You want to do it on Tuesday instead of a Wednesday and cover it live? Yeah, I think we should. All right, so we'll probably do that next week. I mean, so, there's, a, there's a lot of clapping, so we have plenty yeah, of time to talk. Well, and I think, th- <laughs> I think that's where we're going to see him make the case to the nation why we need CISPA. And I think that's going to be the most, maybe the most important uh, speech he's given in that case, if that actually makes it in. So they're going to break down kind of what they want to do. Uh, it's a little long, but I think we all need to hear this because it's all pretty important to us. Yeah. Latest here. What do we know about the new legislation President Obama is proposing? Yeah, Ben. Well, we've often heard President Obama refer to the digital world as the wild, wild west when it comes to cyber activity. And now he's apparently trying to tackle it. In terms of specifics, this bill is proposing a lot of different things, including uh, giving law enforcement more authority to criminalize the, the sale of stolen financial information, such as a credit card and bank account numbers, creating a federal law that standardizes the requirement that companies notify their customers of security breaches within a specific time frame. I think it's a 30 day period. But the big one is that it enables cybersecurity information sharing between the public and private sectors. I want to take a listen to part of what President Obama had to say about that. We're going to keep on at this as a government, uh, but we're also going to be working with the private sector to detect, prevent, defend, deter against attacks and to recover quickly from any disruptions or damage. So President Obama really reiterated in this speech uh, that he wanted to work with the private sector and really build this public... That I got to tell you, when you hear the president say that, it sounds very much like what he's really saying is he's now going to back CISPA, which Congressman Dutch Ruppersberger has announced he's going to reintroduce to Congress. As you probably know, Amira, he's referred to as the NSA's representative in Congress. 
And that's the concern. You know, we're, we're already seeing organizations like the Electronic Frontier Foundation, who is really big against this, but come out against this newly proposed uh, legislation. And, and what these organizations are, are most worried about is that it sounds like CISPA, it allows uh, the, the same stipulation, the sharing of internet information between the U.S. government and corporations. That includes your user data, like your usage pattern. And of course, the critique is that uh, that legislation um, and now this new legislation uh, could set a very dangerous precedent by allowing even more of our personal information to be transferred to intelligence and uh, agencies and law enforcement agencies in the name of security. And of course, with no liability, I should mention to the companies who do so. In fact, uh, those companies will get partial immunity from lawsuits whenever they <laughs> quickly share data on cyber threats with the Department of Homeland Security. So uh, needless to say, the EFF and others are, are concerned that we're looking at another version of CISPA Part 3. And I completely agree. Uh, when you yeah. put that when you put that indemnification in there, that's what the Bush administration, that was the gift the Bush administration gave the telcos to get them out of trouble for doing the NSA wiretapping. When you put that indemnification in there, that, that kind of gives them a blank check. They yep. can go whole hog. All the way. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Yep. I do not like it. So CISPA is something I think we'll hear more about next week, and your Unfilter show will continue to report on that. Now, uh, I want to shift gears to the Paris attacks. Yes. And uh, we have – I see three ways we can start, and you pick. It's Chase's choice, okay? All right. Number one, how Western women have been lured into ISIS, and then we'll kind of go in it from that way. Number two, the ISIS threat in the United States. That's another possible entry point. Or number three. Who is benefiting from these attacks? Ooh, well, I, I you know, I, I'm going the the women angle. It's 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 tasty. It's interesting. It, it's interesting. Yeah, U.S. I think that there's always going to be. Well, Italian we can get somewhere. to all of them. Oh, I know. So uh, U.S. There's always a tie somewhere, but I uh, but I think you know we always want to know the root cause of who's right. benefiting. Who, so yeah, and I've been wondering like when these attacks, like who is who is like the benefiter from this attack? Right. And uh, it's a harder question than you might think at first. A lot of talk about what has happened here, and I'll be maybe a bit cold hearted, but I'll ask you a very simple question. That I think is on a lot of people's minds on both sides of the divine. Who benefits from this terrible act, acts in Paris? Well, certainly not the Muslim community, certainly not the French people, but obviously all extremists from all sides benefit. Uh, the far-right movements have uh, gained capital from this. They've had their little I told you so moment. Uh, the extremists, the fanatics are saying, well, there you go. Look, we can, we can reach you even in the heart of Western capitals. So really the extremists are very much benefiting on, on this issue. But of course, the innocent civilians, uh, regardless of their ethnicity or, or religious background, are actually the victims. Yeah. Uh, who benefits? Again, it's a difficult one. If we take the news coming out from Paris at face value, um, again, I suspect it would be a victory for Al-Qaeda and all those groups that are offshoots of the various terrorist groups that have burgeoned over the last 10 years. You know, since the war on terror. Uh, I, I agree. It's, it's, it's extremists on all sides. It sounds yeah. like a brutal thing to say, but even the extremists on the quote-unquote good guy side yeah. are benefiting from this. Oh, it's absolutely. Promoting it, their... Good, yeah, they take <clears throat> this and they use it towards their, yeah. their agendas. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so it's it's been a fascinating process. Like during during the even the initial shootings, we heard about connections to ISIS, right? Uh, and we've continued to hear connections to ISIS. But then yet, ISIL, uh, by the way, Al Qaeda has come out and said, "No, no, 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 it's us. It's all it's us. us. It's all us. It's not ISIS." And then the, then the Western media comes out, "No, look at this ISIS connection." And then they come, "No, no, 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 it's all us. It's not them." Uh, and so it's this kind of weird back and forth. And now it's almost like our two groups battling for. I'm Charlie Rose with Gail King and Nora O'Donnell, French officials this morning.
say they have arrested 54 people for defending or glorifying last week's terror attack. 54 people, not necessarily related to the terrorist attack, have been arrested. So my question, you know, and I heard this earlier today, and I was thinking, what stopped them from being picked up before? I I mean, (laughs) mean, and and, and what do they mean by supporter? Right, and like if these people were already out there, why were they already out there? It's like all of a sudden they just picked them up because of these attacks. I, I'm a little it's suspect. Very odd, right? I'm very suspect in, in that. Six suspects tied to the brothers who killed a dozen people are still at large. Charlie Hedbo, the satirical magazine that lost eight journalists, is back on newsstands this morning. Hundreds of thousands of copies already sold out in just a few hours. The editor says that more will be available tomorrow. A top al-Qaeda leader in Yemen says this morning that his group planned and paid for the Charlie Hebdo massacre. It's part of a ghoulish battle over... I like to see al-Qaeda's got a nice green screen setup. Well, that's no, that's, nice. that's well, I thought that's ISIS. That's the ISIS. Flag, no, I though. think uh, no. No, uh, well, hold on. Let's play that back. See what she says. Al Qaeda leader in Yemen says this morning that his group planned and paid yeah. for the Charlie Hebdo. You'll hear um, as we play okay. these clips, you're going to hear a lot of references to Yemen, uh, and I don't think that's a coincidence. He must be using a reflect media screen. By the <laughs> you way. Think? That's really nice. <laughs> it's part of a ghoulish battle over bragging rights on social media. Al Qaeda and ISIS supporters each claim their group is responsible for the French attacks. So why? Andrews is in Washington and takes looks for us at the propaganda war. Wyatt, good morning. Good morning. Even before al-Qaeda officially claimed credit today, U.S. officials were convinced the attack on Charlie Hebdo magazine was financed and organized by al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula. Which is inter- interesting uh, uh, because we have been saying ISIS, but now all of a sudden, oh no, they knew all along. They knew all along. Yeah, they, it was AQAP all along. But now, supporters of the Islamic State, or ISIS, are also trying to claim credit in what experts see as a competition for jihadi credibility. Intelligence officials say Saeed and Sharif Kouachi, the men behind the newspaper assault, received training and cash from al-Qaeda. Sources tell CBS News that in 2011, al-Qaeda gave Saeed Kouachi $20,000 to finance a future operation. Last Friday, just before both brothers were killed by French police, Sharif Kouachi told the French network BFM that their attacks were directed by al-Qaeda. But then came the suggestion that al-Qaeda and ISIS were working together. Ahmedi Koulibaly, the ISIS follower who took hostages in the Jewish supermarket last Friday, said on tape before the attack that he was working in concert with the Kouachi brothers. Some of this was done together and some of it alone, he says, in order to have a greater impact. Experts who track jihadist groups say it's likely Koulibaly and the Kouachi brothers worked together last Friday because they were friends, not because of an ISIS-Al-Qaeda alliance. Oh, hmm. You think? (laughs) Okay. Aaron Zellin of the Washington Institute for Near East Policy calls ISIS and Al-Qaeda rivals. Is it too strong to say these two groups are enemies? These two groups created by Western powers. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> all right, so there's that, right. and uh, so you have this supposed turf war going on. I don't, I don't really have much to say on that other than that, which has now, of course, been turned back into concern here in the homeland chase because new videos from ISIS, ISIL Chris, are calling for attacks here at home. Security officials on alert tonight after a terror message. ISIS, the group ravaging Iraq and Syria, renewing its call to followers to launch attacks here. 
here in the U.S. It comes as that extraordinary march was taking place in Paris. Look at all those people, more than one million of them defying terror. Also tonight, another new video showing one of those Paris attackers appearing to pledge allegiance to the ruthless leader of ISIS. More on that march and the investigation in a moment. But first, ABC's Pierre Thomas with America on alert tonight. You ever get tired of this? Them doing this every single time trying to scare everybody? I do. And, you know, when I see a million, million and a half people, two million people, I, I don't see them... Uh, you know what was the term that he used again? He what uh, showing in the face of terror or something? Oh like right, that. yeah. No, there, there's, there's solidarity. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're yeah. upset. Yeah, I, I, yeah. You know, it's, it's just a matter of how you spin it, right? Right. And, well, they want, they want to paint a picture that there's this ideological war happening, and it's the West versus this, these, these raz- radicals. And of course, if we're all coming together, it, it makes that picture. Right. Uh, you're right. It's about solidarity. Uh, so okay, so we've gotten that pitch. Now watch as this clip. Changes from all of that, what he, everything he just said, and just tries to scare, 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 scare the shit out of Americans. Yeah. Tom, sources tell me tonight no specific threat has been identified, but the new call for ISIS for violence is being treated extremely seriously. <laughs> Clearly trying to take advantage of the aftermath of the attacks in Paris, ISIS posted a new message on Twitter overnight calling on sympathizers to strike the soldiers, strike their police, security, and intelligence members in the West. Now, uh, if I was ABC News, right? Yes. I mean, should I just assume when I hear this that they contacted Twitter and asked Twitter if they verified that the IP address that that user was posting from? I mean, anything to verify that the people posting these things on Twitter are anybody but then just some guy that created a Twitter account and said this stuff? Is there any... Any verification done by the news media today at all, because anybody could apparently go make a Twitter account and say something scary and make it on ABC News and scare yeah. an entire nation of people. Well, I, I find it ironic a little bit that, you know, uh, the CENTCOM Twitter account is hacked, right? And they immediately suspend it. Yeah. Yet we have what is supposedly right. a legit terroristic a- account, Calling right? for strikes in America and sec- strike right. the police, security and intelligence members. Uh, but we'll leave that account up. Yeah. Just leave it up. Yeah, just leave it up. The target countries, the U.S., France, Australia, and Canada. The video is a recut of a previous call to arms posted last September. Oh, so this new scary threat is a recut of a video that was already made once before. All right, so so far we've gotten a Twitter account that anybody could have tweeted from, and what they tweeted was a message and linked to a video that was produced last September. Right. Now watch, so keep these time keep these dates in mind. This is a, this is a long time ago now. So now watch as everything that's happened recently is of course because of these people doing this. Following that posting, the world saw lone wolf attacks in Canada when a gunman attacked Parliament and killed a soldier. Authorities investigating whether the attack was ISIS inspired. They don't know, but they're investigating, so let's mention it. And this siege of a chocolate shop in Australia last month, which left two hostages and the gunman dead. All that before this week's massacre at a satirical newspaper in Paris. And a hostage standoff apparently perpetrated by another member of the same terror cell. Now, but again, it's but there's there's debate about that. Was it ISIS or was it Al-Qaeda? Was it AQAP? Again, you're making this link in this report that isn't substantiated yet. When a new video posted online overnight pledged allegiance to the leader of ISIS. 
The fear tonight, this new posting on social media inspiring more lone wolf attacks. The thing that worries me the most right now is the buzz on social media, whether it comes uh, from a specific group like ISIS or whether it's just on the, the chat rooms. You think that guy is really worrying about Internet chat rooms? No. Day authorities no were way. taking no chances with this new threat. New York police immediately responded, warning officers at roll call to not sit together in patrol cars, to watch for approaching vehicles, and to look at the hands of people approaching them. That's good advice. Yeah. ISIS clearly has influence here in the U.S. Okay, okay, okay. ISIS, <laughs> ISIS clearly... Okay, Pierre. So uh, ISIS clearly has influence in the U.S. If you go... This kind of crap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I know people get on your case for yeah. using language or whatever. Yeah. This is this is effing crap. Yeah. Because, come on, you guys. Right. All you guys have brains. Right. You all have eyes. Right. And by Most the way, of you have ears. all three examples he cited in this clip were outside the U.S. Right. Right. Okay, so there's that. And, and by the way, not only they're outside the U.S., but when you start referring to Twitter and you can't substantiate yeah. the claims... Yeah. This story yeah. turns into not a informal piece. It's a scare piece, tactic. Yeah. But it, it, yeah, it's a scare piece. Yeah. So, ah. uh, and here's what I love. Okay, so Jeez. he's going to say ISIS clearly, Hobbs, Hobbs guys, has, clearly. has influence in the U.S. The metric that he goes by for how to gauge that influence, uh-huh. if you go by that metric, if that is the metric of influence, then Jupiter Broadcasting is dominating the <laughs> mind space of Americans everywhere. So listen to what it takes to have clear influence in the U.S. And then you'll see why your unfiltered program right. is the most influential show in the world, apparently. Right. This clearly has influence here in the U.S. Last year, the FBI arrested 12 Americans trying to join ISIS. 12 Americans! 12 they, Americans! They, they clearly have influence. We've arrested 12 Americans. 12 Americans. Hmm. Maybe be like this Ohio man that was just charged tonight. He was an American. They were on to it early, but tonight they've announced they've stopped a plan apparently inspired by ISIS to attack the U.S. Capitol and those inside it. Should a live shot. It's an example, they say, of the kind of lone wolf attack that can get its inspiration from people and movements overseas. We begin tonight with late details from our justice correspondent, Pete Williams, in our D.C. newsroom. Pete, Pete. good evening. Hey, Pete. Brian, good evening. U.S. officials say this is precisely what they worry about most. Someone in the U.S. becoming inspired by terrorist propaganda to carry out attacks here at home. So this is precisely what your government worries about. All of those billions we spend into the intelligence officials and law enforcement. This scenario that he's about to tell you is precisely what they worry about. Mm -hmm. The FBI says 20-year-old Christopher Lee Cornell of Green Township, Ohio, wanted to set off pipe bombs at the U.S. Capitol and shoot people as they fled. Investigators say he came to their attention last August when he posted pro-ISIS messages on Twitter using an alias, Rahil Maras Ubeda. Court documents say he discussed his plans with a man he thought was sympathetic, but who turned out to be working undercover for the FBI. According to investigators, Cornell said that former al-Qaeda figure Anwar al-Awlaki and others had expressed the view that this kind of jihad was the right thing to do. Now, just a reminder, uh, we killed al-Awlaki in 2011. Right. So apparently he's still quite influential. In fact, I think I have another clip here in a minute that also cites him. And if you have any, if you're curious about who who he is, one of the first uh, U.S. citizens we droned, uh, if you're curious about one of the first U.S. citizens that we droned without due process, I would recommend you watch Jeremy Shehill's video, Dirty Wars, where he goes in quite a bit of detail about the background 
of Amwar. Now, he was in the U.S. for a long time. Uh, after the anti-Muslim sentiment uh, sto- got stoked up after 9-11, he moved. Cornell was arrested earlier today after he bought two assault-type rifles like this Ooh. and 600 rounds of ammunition. Spent at least enough time with these particular officers to know that uh, I was in good hands. They knew what they were doing, and they exuded a lot of confidence. Federal officials insist there was never any danger because the man was under close surveillance for months. They say he never built any pipe bombs and didn't even buy the components for them. Brian? Pete Williams starting us off from our Washington newsroom tonight. This is the exact kind of problem that our officials worry about. The kinds where they never buy any bombs and they never actually have any plans and they're watching them the entire time. Ah, jeez. So that's an ISIS-inspired attack right here in the U.S. And now we have proof because it just happened tonight in Ohio. And there you go. Now we're citing that as proof. Yep. Uh, All right, my head hurts. I, I mean, I like. I understand that you know we cover these stories uh, to give you guys, you know, to to show you guys what the hell's going on out there and what the real story is, and you know what the kind of picture that they're trying to paint. You know, we try to do our best to you know explain that to you guys. But man, you know, week after week after week of just this stupid crap, th- it's, and it's not a subtle thing. It's just like a pummeling. Yeah, it's, it's over so obvious. And over and over yeah, again. Yeah. Uh, So let's get sexist. Uh, Let's get sexist. (laughs) Let's do how Western women are radicalized by terror networks. Now, I think in order for you to understand why this is sexist, uh, you got to appreciate how these women would be treated if they were ever to actually go meet these groups of men that are quote unquote terrorists. Right. right? I think we all are familiar with how they treat women. So the idea that women sitting here in the United States of America or anywhere in the West decide, you know what I'm going to do? What? Gonna go gang up with some terrorists that will kill me and drape me with clothing and rape me. Like, really? Really? Nope. Apparently, they get all hot and bothered by it, and they gotta rush out there and join ISIS. The most dangerous women in the world. Just 26 years old. Ayat Boumedian. Cameras catching her arriving at the Istanbul airport on January 2nd. Authorities now believe she's somewhere in Syria. Her boyfriend, Ahmedi Koulibaly, pledging allegiance to ISIS before allegedly taking the lives of four people inside a kosher food store in Paris last week, along with a policewoman. His lawyer claims Boumedian is even more radical than her boyfriend. Authorities say Boumedian also had ties to the Kouachi brothers, who stormed the offices of Charlie Hebdo. They say she exchanged about 500 phone calls with the wife of Sharif Kouachi in 2014. So how did this Western Muslim woman become one of the world's most wanted? That's unclear. It's that sense of belonging. And unfortunately, a lot of times... You see, it's not sexist and degrading if we have a a woman tell you. Uh, And by the way, uh, her official title is Muslim woman. Muslim woman. In the lower third, it says Muslim woman. (laughs) The sense of belonging is coming from, um, you know, seeking a higher purpose. Zunera Mashar knows how easy it can be to fall prey to a radical ideology. Oh. It almost happened to her after 9-11. I really had a, a struggle to find my place in the society. I started um, getting on the blogs, getting on the forums. I saw this extreme version of the Islam. I was 18 at the time. 19-year-old Shannon Conley's family says something similar happened to their daughter. The Colorado teen is set to be sentenced later this month after admitting she tried to go to Syria to marry an ISIS fighter and become a nurse in an ISIS camp. Her lawyer claims she went online to learn more about Islam, but got trapped in the web of an internet-savvy jihadist organization. 
I love this one because this plays into all the stereotypes. Like, well, I just was I was just curious about Islam and then I became radicalized. It's like uh, it's like it's like the the right wing religious pastor who thinks that if you hang out with a gay guy, you'll become gay. Like it's like really like it just rubs off on you like that. Also, have you been on the Internet very long? Uh, yeah. You kind of got it worked out, right? You figured yeah. out kind of how to yeah, use it. Yeah, I know it, how to use it. How things. to find stuff. Yeah, double click, click. You know, and I yeah. do a ton of research for this show. Yeah. I have never <laughs> in my entire life accidentally stumbled into a bunch of these jihadi websites that they always talk about in the news. Um, well, if you want, Chris, like, let me, uh, I can throw you up. Google uh, that? Yeah, let me throw up Bing here real yeah, quick. Yeah, don't put that in your Google profile. No, no, I'm put putting, that in your Bing. I'm yeah. putting that in Bing. <laughs> yeah. and, and what am I, what am I searching for here on, under uh, let's Bing? Let's see. Uh, let's search for, um, oh, jihadi form or uh, uh, jihadist form. Is that or... G-H-A-D? Yeah. Shouldn't Bing autocorrect yeah. that for? What do you get yeah, when you search you for jihadi? What do you get uh, there? J- uh, jihadi. Actually, Oh, me... look, a jihadi John comes up. That's yeah, neat. Look yeah. at him getting famous. But let me just go ahead and throw that back here. Jihadi. Jihadi. Yeah, what do you get? Jihadi. Oh, yeah. Just. Oh, we get Jihadism? No, no, you got to look for like uh, uh, okay. look for like uh, uh, right. uh, radical jihadi websites because that's uh, what they always say in the news. Radical, radical jihadi websites. Websites. I, yeah, Bing is probably going to get right. it. Yeah, here you go. Uh, uh, we got Jihadi Watch, official site too. Uh, the Third Jihad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, radical. Oh, here we go. All, all yeah. ra- radical we go. Islam websites this is a directory of radical Islam websites. How do you find yourself? Okay, what's it say down there? What's it say? Uh, how do you find yourself saying? I, I wish I knew I'd... how to learn more about radical Islam websites. How often do you find yourself? <laughs> I say it all the time. I say it all the time. How often do you find yourself? All the time. And Thank you for the, asking. And here they are, right here. Uh, Oblcrew.tk. <laughs> yes! We found, we found one. Let's do all right, it. All right, all right. We're following oh, along. Oh, finally! I've been wanting to see these forever. All right. I've so, always been curious. And here it is. It's just uh, a blank. Uh, wait, just... it's redirect. Oh, okay. Re... No. What the what? hell? Uh, what? What? Is... I'm curious. Could you open female up in a new tab and then open up male? And, yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Right, I'm gonna do a female of 46. No. 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 Do like in the. Tr- okay. Fine. I was right. gonna say 20s and then do like a male like yeah 24. 24. Okay. Yeah. So here's the first one. All right. So this is female. The first one here. Boy, this is this jihadi website is slow. <laughs> it's it's that's it. It says blank. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's about blank. Oh, it is. Maybe I got to click on. Oh, the, you I probably can't. do. You yeah, probably can't. All right, tell me to do mail twenty four. Yeah. All right, so here okay. we go. I'm gone back. All right, and they need. Okay, do you follow what's going on in politics? What is this? Most, this is a honeypot. Yep. This is a honeypot. Look at this. Do you follow what's going on in politics? Hardly Look. at all. No, not really. No, I say most all the time. Ah, oh, it's oh, too late. Okay. All right. All in all, do you think the things in the nation are generally heading in the right direction? No, wrong track. This is a .tk website, and they're just saying in the nation? Well, it's not anymore, because look, it's been redirected. It's DNV-1000. Uh, here, I'll bring it down a little bit this so you guys can see really the address weird. here. Uh, this is so, really weird. So there's the address, you guys. See, So it's redirected. It's redirected the address, so I'll say wrong track. Here, yeah, wrong we, track. Because we're like, trying to get radicalized It's here. like choose your uh, choose yeah. your own adventure. Uh, then what do you think is the most important problem facing the 100 day? I, I just got to go with terrorism. No, 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 no. no. Oh, no, no, that's what they want me to click. Well, no, I'm thinking you like terrorism because you want to get radicalized. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you got to be mad about something. Uh, so I'm mad about... Something else, maybe? Or yeah. economy and jobs? or uh, Race relations. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, there you go. That's there you a go. good Okay, one. good. All right, next one. Uh, how would you rate the economy? Oh, I think oh, it's poor. terrible. It's poor. It's terrible. real bad. I'm angry. Terrible. Oh, I'm, I'm ready okay. to be radicalized. A uh, year from now, what do you expect that the economic conditions in the country as a whole worse. will be better? Get worse. It's going to get worse. Yeah, it's going to get worse. It's going to get bad. Uh, overall, do you approve? Uh, oh, no, I don't. I do not approve of a Barack no. Obama. Uh, in the dispute between Israel and Palestine, which side do you emphasize with you 
to go Palestine. Absolutely. You got it, because we're getting radicalized here. All right. Um, all right. How many more questions go. do we got to answer do before we get radicalized? The current Israeli government is making a sincere effort? No, no I don't. No, no. no. Say no to that. No. Okay, now that's, come on, right? Come on. Okay, no. Generally speaking, do you consider yourself. No, I have no Isn't preference. Isn't this amazing how this is so built for U.S. people? I know. This is incredible. I guess uh, you only get radicalized in the U.S. Do you think yourself uh, closer? No, I'm no. just independent. I'm independent yeah. No, yeah. I, I don't like politics, remember? What kind of education did I complete? Uh, say so, say you're real dumb. Uh, I did Let's not get, complete high yeah. school. Remember, probably, if they're writing this, they're probably a bunch of racists, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, no, no high school. Am I married? Widow? No, no, I'm never married. I'm yeah, a, I'm a lone you don't wolf. have any attachments. You can go I'm out there. I'm a lone there. wolf. You could be a bomber. Uh, what What would I describe myself as? Oh. Ooh, this is a tough one. Let's do. This is a tough one. Interesting I'm, that I'm just going to go other. Yeah, because they cause don't because I, I don't uh, label myself. No. I don't label myself no. at all. Um, uh, did you hear that? I think there's a knock at the door. Oh wait, hold on. Make your opinions count. Just now. I've just been duped. This is an ad? This whole thing was an this ad? This whole thing was an ad. What the hell is this? The whole thing was an ad. That is the worst jihadi website I have ever seen. This is the worst one. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've seen a lot. Let yeah. me tell you, because there's a lot out there, There's Chris. tons. You fall into them all the time. All the time. Yeah, you fall into them all the time. Be an ISIS fighter and become a nurse in an ISIS camp. Her lawyer claims she went online to learn more about <laughs> Islam but got trapped in the web of an internet-savvy jihadist organization. Or advertisers. Or advertisements. Savvy advertisers. I yep. look pretty savvy. Yep. It's sophisticated marketing. So what is it about their messaging, do you think, that's connecting with women? I think, first and foremost, there's now an appeal being made to women. ISIS has done a really good job of suggesting precisely that. How does she even manage to get the words out of her stupid how does mouth. She, how does she know this? You can listen. Actually, if you are trained to listen to people's uh, vocals, you'll hear that her voice, her throat is getting constrained because she's under strain for saying so much bullshit into a camera. Listen to her voice. You can actually hear her vocal strain, her cords get strained. There's now an appeal being made to women. ISIS has done a really good job. 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 Of suggesting precisely that. Suggesting precisely that. That, hey, look, you know, you have a role here too, women. It's not, this is, you know, extremism is not just for men. Religious studies scholar Dr. Andrea Stanton suggests bringing women into the ranks is a new phenomenon. (laughs) I think that it would appeal particularly to women who grow up in a Western European or a North American context because they expect more equitable treatment. <laughs> Look no further than yet another case. Three Denver area high schoolers, just 15, 16, and 17 years old. Now we covered that this was total bullshit. The girls ran away from home in October and made it halfway to Syria before wow. they were stopped by authorities yeah. in Germany. I mean, I, so even stuff that gets debunked as not true couple of months removed is just then cited as true like there's 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 no shame in it a group that tracks international terrorists analyzed the girl's social media activity and discovered they had been in communication with female recruiters so-called isis sisters i know we need more muslim voices who can go out there and say wait 
This is not Islam. Compelled to speak out after what has happened in Paris, Mashar posted this I report on CNN.com, hoping to start an educated conversation about Islam. No, not an educated conversation. This is obvious pandering to the female audience to scare them, to get them motivated, to try to include them in the fear. And like Eric says, those 15-year-olds, they, 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 they wouldn't even let them on a plane. No, like, yeah. I, I, I just find this whole thing to be uh, almost, it almost makes my jaw drop. Uh, when I hear this, it, it just almost, almost, but except for if we haven't heard it, if we hadn't already heard it so much already, you right. know, like, yeah, no, I guess, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and, uh, I watch, you know, I watch what happens and, uh, it, it feels like we're seeing what happened in Paris, what happened here after nine eleven. You know, where the uh, political structure uh, just soaks up all of the free will from the people. Go ahead, fix this, make this better. Don't let this happen to us again. And they just take advantage of and it. And then, yeah, it's like, you know, you're giving a blank check and, and look what happens. Yeah. And I, I, I would just say this. I, I mean, I know that France does not have the same freedoms that we do here in, in the States. Uh, but but that, you, actually, you look at you look at their some of their publications. They seems like they have better freedom of speech than we do. Right? Yeah. Well, when, I, when I'm talking about freedoms, you know, I'm talking about you know in other areas and things like that. You know, but but gosh, man, this you got to be careful with just giving your your government a blank check, and a it, blank slate to go do what you need to do. And I don't even feel like I don't feel like it's just France. I mean, back here oh, in, yeah. in the U.S., yeah. we're talking about scaring uh, ISIS rat lone wolves at home. You know, there's this guy in Ohio. Uh, and the other thing that the U.S. is doing is they're tying in a bunch of disconnected stories in the past to justify one big global picture. Uh, and I want to go back to uh, Amwar Alwaki, the first U.S. citizen that we ever droned without uh, due process, so suppose as far as we know. Uh, he is being looped into this constantly now by the mainstream media. Remember, he's been dead. He's been dead since 2011. Was, hey, Obama didn't waste any time, man. Right. As soon as yep. Obama became the drone king, he's like, all right, let's go kill some Americans, everybody. And so uh, he was on the list. And he, remember, his boy got killed, too. This guy's boy, his, what was he, 16-year-old boy got killed, yeah. not related to terrorism at all, in a completely different country. They went and got him. <sighs> So, uh, uh, all right, so we're going to play this, and uh, we'll hear how this uh, guy was sort of the mastermind of all of this, so it's a good thing we droned him. Multiple alleged trips to Yemen. Saeed Kaushi, the older of two brothers behind the Paris attacks, made some extraordinarily high-profile friends, it is said. A local witness tells CNN he briefly roomed with Omar Farouk Abdul Muttalib, who tried to bar up a plane to Detroit in December 2009. These winding streets couch. So that just tied in the underwear bomber. He studied Arabic grammar at a local institute and sometimes played football with children. Uh, this is where, in 2011, Couchy met this researcher, Mohammed Al Kibsi. And he was the only adult among them that were, they were making a team. Haru yeah. studied in an institute uh, that just a little bit down there. And he lived uh, at that place. Uh, he shows our producer the institute lodgings where he says the Paris gunman and the underwear bomber shared an apartment for a week or two, probably in 2009. The lodgings are closed to us, but Kibsi remembers what Couchy told him about the underwear bomber. Uh, that Farouk was a very quiet person and he rarely talked to people. 
So there we tie in the underwear bomber. We kind of bring this thread together. Something that, you know, Diane Feinstein and uh, Barbara Starr are always making reference to. The underwear bomber, the underwear bomber, the underwear bomber. Well, now we've finally tied in the underwear bomber to this attack in Paris. It's really nice and tidy. It's really clean. Yeah. I like that. I think that's a really nice move they've done there. Uh, and then one last, uh, who might have inspired the attacks clip, and then we'll wrap up this section. Anwar al-Awlaki. The Islam of Amr was an opening. The radical American-born Yemen-based preacher killed in a U.S. drone strike September 2011. An inspiration for some of the Paris gunmen and supporters worldwide. He reminds me of, for example, um, Sheikh Osama bin Laden and also Ayman al-Zawahiri in terms of his soft-spoken and at the same time the knowledge that they have. Reality was, al-Laki was such a rising al-Qaeda star in 2011, bin Laden was jealous of him. So, I, I can't prove to you that that's wrong, but if you go watch the documentary Dirty Wars, you'll understand why that's such shit. It's, it, like, that's just not even, that's, that's, that's not even a true statement at all. Right. Blowing off suggestions the cleric should run al-Qaeda in Yemen. Al-Laki's father was a minister in the Yemeni government. He'd lived in the USA was smart and privileged, and preached at a mosque in Virginia, but was named in the 9-11 Commission oh. as knowing some of the 9-11 hijackers. Soon after, he left for Yemen. That's now, so they tied him to 9-11 there. They tied him to, they tied him to 9-11, so they make him a real bad guy. So remember, it's cool we droned him, because this guy was tied to 9-11. But actually, listen to what they say. Smart and privileged, had preached at a mosque in Virginia but was named in the 9-11 Commission as knowing some of the 9-11 hijackers. He knew some of the hijackers. You know, he knew some of them. So this guy is an inspiration. They were friends on Facebook. Yeah, they were Facebook friends. So supposedly he's inspired these uh, Paris attacks. Uh, and so I don't think this is running anywhere else but the U.S., but if you're outside the U.S. and they're making the same connection, I'd love to hear that. I think this connection is something that's exclusive to the U.S. audience, but obviously not being outside the U.S. is hard for me to say. That's true. Full clips of everything we've played today. Uh, are in the overtime folder. Now, you're probably wondering how do you get access to that overtime folder, How do right? you get access to that overtime well, folder? Well, if you want to get access to the overtime folder, the way to do it is becoming a Patreon. Oh! That's right. Patreon.com slash unfilter is the way that you can help fund our little independent mm-hmm. project here uh, at Jupiter Broadcasting. And I, what, you know, yeah, we're sitting ahead. here, Chase. We're yeah. soaking. I'm just thinking about this. We're yeah. just soaking all of this yeah. propaganda. Yeah. It's it's facts intermixed with scaremongering, intermixed with essentially messaging that, you know, check that one off the box. It's something we've been meaning to tidy up. Uh, and this is fundamentally why the mainstream media and any media that's structured in a way where it has to be numbers-oriented. Yes. Numbers-oriented in downloads and views and ratings, anything that's structured that way, what you have to do is you have to play to that base to get them to keep watching, to scare them. It, honestly, you almost can't blame the news, the news industry. I mean, you do and you can, but you almost can't because what are their options? There are, it is a massive competition. They've got to get every eyeball they can because there's so much on the line. Yep. The Unfilter Show throws that entire rotten-to-the-core formula out, and we say, we are financed by 347 people. That's the right. The number we have to reach today is 347. Everybody else that downloads this show is just bonus. The show's paid for. The production's paid for. We're good. And that is fundamentally what's different about your own filter show. That allows us to come at this with no angles, nope. no propaganda to None. keep you watching or scare you. We just tell you like we see it, and if we get it wrong, we fix it next week. No whooshes. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a ding, though. 
Yes, we do have a ding. Now, look, we talked about the old overtime folder, and basically what that includes is we know we have loads of clips. Uh, Chris does a lot of research. I throw clips at Chris yeah, all the time. Yeah, brother. There are things that we just don't have time to get to because we know you don't want to spend three, four, five, six hours listening to our show. Yeah. <laughs> so you get access to a folder that you could set up with a BitTorrent sync. Boom. And, and the cool thing about it is you get access to all that stuff, but it's not just the show. If you are kind of doing one of those big, uh, what do you call it, like a big uh, presentation? Not a presentation, but let's say you know, you're know you consuming a lot of oh. podcasts at once, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a big, big marathon, if you yeah, will. Yeah. You can always go back and say, you know what, I, I remember Chris or yeah. Chase saying something, and you yeah. go back and listen. Well, and then like, even like, if you kind of remember the name, then you just search your hard drive for that name, for yeah. like a person's name, and you'll find the clip, and yeah. it's great to pull that out. On top of that, there's a convenience factor, too, because I slip in the episode release into that folder, so that syncs down as well. Oh, so you don't have to go do cool. a separate download. You also get the full episode inside that BitTorrent sync. So it's really yeah. kind of handy. So Plus, you help distribute our show, and yeah. that way, if anything ever happens, it's a distributed backup. Now, I want to remind everybody, you know, there's uh, you can come in at any level you want. Uh, you know, if you, if you all you can afford is a dollar, 25 cents, two dollars a month, whatever the case, you know, whatever you feel is appropriate, you know, we want to have people help support the show, because uh, we know that some people out there can't come in yeah. at five. But if you do come in at five or more you get that all those features but if you come in at 33 33 oh, which that's is the a big very, one it's an awesome thing last week on the show yeah we showed off the brand new hot cool Woo! thing that we sent out the, to uh, all yeah, of the, uh, the conspiracy bacon travel mug yes. which is a nice metal out. mug and oh. uh, it's got bacon and the jupiter broadcasting pictures logo on don't it. do justice no. on this thing man no. it is solid metal it works great it's got bacon on it yeah i know it's great right and, and the bacon's locally and the cool thing is since <laughs> this is a metal mug you can get a dry erase marker yeah and you can just say put your you name know, on there take it to work hey the bacon this week is from oh my gosh fill in the bacon fill in the bacon <laughs> So, hey, if you guys like what we do, consider becoming a patron today. Go to patreon.com slash unfilter, and we appreciate it, and we definitely appreciate all 348 of you. Ah, 48? Cool. Yes. 348. Very nice. good. Unfiltered, or I'm sorry, patreon.com slash unfilter. Help keep this show on the air and Thank fuel you. our research time and dedication. Yes. All right. So uh, not everybody loves this segment of the show, The High Note, but I feel like after all that heavy stuff, it's so nice to just kind of- you know, it's. It's nice to sit down, unwind a little unwind. bit, with a nice clip about weed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's the year mark since uh, it's been legalized in Colorado. Yes. Pretty good time to look back and kind of look at uh, how Colorado is doing. So yeah. 60 Minutes did one, and I got a few clips from it. Didn't want to watch the whole 60 Minutes, but uh, it is in the overtime folder if you want to see that. However, I will pull out a couple of interesting bits. Uh, so, Chase, yes, why Chris. don't we start with the hard question to the governor of Colorado yes. on the future of cannabis legalization. What do you think this is going to look like 10, 20 years down the line? Well, assuming that we, uh, that we achieve all the goals that we've set out and eliminate the black market, make sure kids don't get it, uh, keep criminal elements out of the out of the mainstream business part of it. I didn't I hadn't fully realized, and I guess it makes sense that total elimination of the black market was their goal. And I guess the reason why I didn't realize that is because it certainly doesn't feel like that's the goal here in Washington. No. And and I do kind of, when I look at the way Colorado is doing it, I go, oh, okay, that actually does make sense. Yeah. They're actually taking steps to eliminate the black market, whereas Washington is taking steps to sort of pump up the black market. 
Right. Well, because by adding layers upon layers of regulation and, and taxes and Tons taxes and lots of taxes. <clears throat> the cost is, is, is unbelievable. Right. A uh, $7 right. medical joint is a $25 recreational joint. Just and, to give you the price difference. But on top of that, there's less product available. Yeah. So, But there's tons of people growing, but only a couple of people are allowed. So what are all those people that are not licensed but are growing? And we're talking hundreds. What are they supposed to do? With their product. Some of them sell it to the medical shops, but that's not going to do all of it. It's got to go somewhere. Yes. They didn't get their license because the state's too screwed up. So the mu- they got to do something with the product. They can't yep. smoke it all. Yep. So they got to put it on the black market. We are cultivating a black market. And he says our, our goal is total elimination of the black market in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll become you know, more like the, the, I don't know, the, the whiskey business. I agree. Right? Or, the, or the beer business. And people are going to want to, you know, from time to time, relax and help relief, release the pressure of their day in whatever form. Uh, and they might choose to have a drink or they might choose to uh, imbibe some marijuana. But it'll just be one of several choices of people trying to relax. What an incredibly rational point. I mean, how rational is that? Like, oh, wow. Well, where's, yes, the, exactly. where's the controversy with yeah, the comments, Chris? What am I going to get upset about? Hey, we need to go to Fox News. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, find out what's going on. All right. This next clip might get you a little upset. All right. I, I love a world where we're like, what about the children? Except for when it comes to car safety, when it comes to pharmaceuticals and alcohol but, and yeah. cigarettes. But yeah. then, yeah. after that stuff, yeah. what about the children? Okay. Oh, oh, and violence on TV and, uh, and all that stuff. But after that, what about the children? I wonder about the message you're sending to kids. I mean, when you have legalized marijuana, when you have edibles that look like candy and soda, what, what kind of message are you sending to young people? Here's a message. Be responsible. How about that for a message? Have personal responsibility and make good choices. Don't let other people make choices for you. Accept personal fault and blame when you do something wrong. How's that for a lesson? And on top of that, Chris, they're not marketing towards kids. No, I know. Okay? They're, it drives me cr- They're yeah, not targeting that look like candy, but you know what? Adults eat candy, too. Right. Yeah. yeah all right. Yeah. It's something we're, we're very concerned about. And so uh, I think it's one thing to be 15 and watch marijuana go legal, and then I think you still make the same sort of choices that you made before that point. And data is kind of bearing that out so far. But if you're four right now and you're watching um, your family and partake in edible gummy bears, uh, by the time you're 14 or you're 15, um, we are very worried that that person has normalized marijuana use, and somebody who wouldn't have been a, a marijuana user will become a marijuana no! user. No. 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 <laughs> oh, really? No. That seemed pretty reasonable to me, Chase. Really? So, so when I was four, okay, mm-hmm. I was uh, watching my dad smoke three packs a day. I was going to say the same exact okay. thing. Yep. And also, he would probably have maybe a six pack yeah. on a Friday or yeah. Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. yeah. Or sometimes uh, my stepdad would wake up with a glass of wine. Instead right. of a glass of coffee, he'd pour himself a, not not a, a wine glass, right. but a huge ass Java mug full of wine. Now, Chris, when I showed up <laughs> here today, um, was I uh, drunk in any way? Or? No, you seem pretty sober. Uh, do, I, do I smoke? Nope. No. Hmm. Um, hmm. Hmm. Chase, do, uh, do, I, do I seem drunk right now? I'm looking. Uh, no, no, I don't see anything. No. Uh, I, do I smoke? Uh, no, I don't. No, no, no. Hmm. Guess that. Hmm. 
The data doesn't seem to be bearing that out. Jason. No, no. But see, this is how they have to play it out, you guys. They got to play it out this way. Because if they don't play I, it out this I'll way. I'll give they, them this. Yeah. <clears throat> I, if Dylan saw me or Abby saw me eating gummy bears, yeah. they'd want some. Oh, sure. They, they wouldn't equate, oh, well, those must be marijuana no, gummy bears. No, they or would just think whatever. their daddy's not sharing candy. <laughs> that's yeah. what they would think. Yeah. So but, I, I'll give so, them that. So I give them, yeah, I totally give them that too as well. But that's when you have a conversation yeah. and yeah. you say, no, these are adult right. gummy bears. You don't right. say, these are weed gummy bears. Bears. You say these yeah. are adult gummy bears. And, these are different. And I actually, and maybe this is because oh. I'm, I'm a parent, oh. but I actually think teaching my kids responsibility is an st- extremely valuable thing. You know, you could put the same thing, by the way. Um, my wife loves uh, vitamin gummy bears. Yeah, we have some at, at, okay. at home. Mm-hmm. So what if you popped a we, vitamin gummy bear? We actually have this very problem right now. We, See? we can only give the kids two vitamin gummy bears. Because you don't want to overdose on vitamins. And Dylan wants four. See? Every time. So it's the same thing, but we don't see people getting up in arms over adult gummy bears. <laughs> Uh, of, uh, of vitamins, right? <laughs> Good point, Chase. So wh- wh- how do you avoid that? I mean, the, the overall message now is that marijuana is okay. It's legal. We have to get out there the science that says that this kind of high THC on a developing brain has shown to change your brain structure. And uh, I think if we get the education out in a credible way that partaking in marijuana before your brain is fully developed will really mess up your future, will really mess with your brain, uh, I'm hoping that those sort of honest conversations really will deter kids from using marijuana. So let me ask you this, Chase. Yes, Chris. <clears throat> if Washington State came out and said, all right, we're going to roll out edibles, because they haven't yet, uh, but we're not going to do any of the candies that might be appealing to kids. Do you think that's crossing the line, or do you think that's maybe a fair compromise? The the problem is, you know, you have a lot of people that, you know, don't have kids or what... I, I, yeah, why why punish them? Right. It's one of those things where I guess you have to do maybe a gradual approach to it, I guess. I mean, using the kids' argument for this— It just pushes my buttons immediately. It, it pushes it yeah. because it can be applied to pretty much everything Anything. in the world. Yeah, And yeah. it's just—it's it, it, a little ludicrous in my opinion. Yeah. I, 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 a little I, bit. I agree bit. that there is room here uh, definitely to uh, sort of be careful and be cautious because it's something new. Um but I would also remind you that everything we're talking about isn't brand new. Okay, edibles have been around for a long time. But what we have now is something that is much more quantifiable, much more easier to understand. It's much more controlled dosages. In a lot of ways, the stuff that you can buy at the recreational stores in Colorado or here in Washington is a lot safer and predictable than the stuff you might make at home if that stuff isn't available to you. Right. And you can't say that won't happen because it's been happening for as long as humanity has discovered cannabis. We have been making edibles from it. Lots of people do it. And so it will happen one way or the other. You can do it safely, controlled and regulated and measured, or you can let people do it at home. Yeah. And, and if you really are truly, 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 honestly doing this for the children, you have to think about that. Yeah. If it's for the children. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and yeah. I honestly, here's my take on it. Yeah. Because uh, you have kids, I do not. I, you know, like for me, I would never bring, I guess- so for me, I opt to go the route of personal responsibility. I just simply, if I were ever to go to it, if they had edibles in Washington and I were to buy them, I, I, already have, I already know I just wouldn't bring those home, right? That would be, the, that would be my 
personal responsible decision is I would not bring – I might bring home like a granola bar that looks like – you know, but nothing for the kids, right? That would be – that's just how I would solve it. If 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 the governor of Washington come, came out and said, we can't do edibles, sorry, we just we – we can do bars and cookies, that's fine, but we're not going to do gummy bears, we're not going to do rings or whatever, I, I honestly – like, okay. All right, fine. Whatever. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, we got a great chat, by the way. So if you're not watching the video stream, you should. But uh, the board underscore, you know, talks about what about sugar abuse? I mean, just talking about sugar. Yes. <laughs> you know, and kids yes. you know, consuming sodas and, yes. you know, things like that, that during is, development. That is, this is where I mean, history will, yeah. I, I hope yeah. that history will look back and go, man, look at what things they were worried about. <laughs> they were worried about cannabis. Meanwhile, they're going to town on alcohol and sugar. Yeah, what about what about all those fruit drinks that have like five percent fruit juice, and the rest is just like crap? Yeah, we have you know? a friend, and we've tried to talk to them, but we don't want to be assholes about it. Yeah. But we have a friend; she she only gives her kids juice pretty much because they don't even want to drink water anymore. Okay, but then they got the shits really bad because they're drinking juice all the time. Yeah, so you know what she did? What now she's got them drinking orange soda because it's still orange. Wow. Uh, reason number eighty-seven why I do not want to have kids. All right. Now, you and I have said this for a long time. There is money in them, their weeds, and now big money is figuring it out. Well, we begin this half hour with how Wall Street is going to pot. This week, for the (laughs) first time, a major investment firm announced it is going to put its money behind marijuana. It's a move the company believes will open the floodgates for more investment, an important step on the path to end pot prohibition. How big an investment are we talking about? A multi-million dollar investment. Jeff Lewis's firm, Founders Fund, a $2 billion company, made its name investing early in Facebook, Spotify, and SpaceX. Now, they're betting on pot. Was there a lot of discussion in your office about this? Uh, we discussed all our investments for a long time, <laughs> so particularly in this space, obviously, we did a, you know, an extra, extra deep dive on the business. The business is recreational marijuana. The business. Is this a watershed? It is. It's an important milestone for us as a company, but it's, it's really important for the entire industry. Brendan Kennedy is CEO of Privateer Holdings, the parent company of three cannabis brands. Tilray, which grows marijuana in Canada, Leafly, an online database of different pot strains and stores, and Marley Natural, from the family of reggae star Bob Marley, which aims to become the Marlboro of marijuana. How difficult is it to get investment money like this now? (laughs) Raising money is always difficult, but raising money in this particular industry is uh, the hardest thing I've ever done. But Founders Fund is backing Kennedy's companies because they see a future in what they say is already a $40 billion business in the U.S. We will see it, it transition, transform from being a market that's based on prohibition, an illicit market, to right. being a fully legal, transparent, open market. We have no special regulations. UCLA professor Mark Kleeman, who studies the cannabis marketplace, warns investors, beware. A lot of people are crowding into the marijuana industry because they think they're going to be able to sell a legal good at illegal prices. Competition's not going to allow that. Legal cannabis is going to be dirt cheap. And I think a lot of people are going to lose their shirts trying to sell it. If they don't get arrested first. Uh Under federal law, marijuana is still illegal. While the Department of Justice says it won't prosecute cannabis companies following state laws, that could change. Do you see any risk that sentiment could shift back here? 
I don't see that risk. You know, over 80% of Americans believe that medical cannabis should be legal, 8 out of 10. You can't get 8 out of 10 Americans to agree on anything. <laughs> this is really is a milestone. It's like the first major Wall Street-type investment firm that's backing a marijuana company. And as, as we say, they're hoping this is just the beginning. Now. And she's like, I don't care. I just want to get high. Fascinating to hear how the market will respond if it's flooded with it. Right. The prices will go down. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the feeling is that, as, as they actually say, that everybody who wants to, t- to use marijuana is using it. But the transition to a legal marketplace is what's really going to open things up. Oh, I doubt that. I think there's a lot of people that are using it. It's going to be cheap as beer. <laughs> uh, all right. Should we end it there? I got one more cannabis story. It's a local one. You want it? You know what? We I, I always like to see what's going on all right. locally. All right. so, so, sure, why not? You know, your buddy. My uh, good friend. Yeah, the Seattle City Attorney. Uh, Actually, you P- do kind of like that guy. P- P.D. Holmes. Yeah. yeah. You do kind of like Seattle's him. Seattle's top attorney says it's time to consider allowing pot lounges. King Five's hey. Daniel Lee explores the idea. Hmm. Imagine a lounge setting much like this. People can come, have something to eat, something to drink, socialize. And if the city attorney has his way, smoke weed. Inside Medina Hookah Lounge, the hookah is only part of a larger social experience. Owner Elias Muhammad imagines pot lounges would be much the same. People don't come out here for the hookah. Just like how people wouldn't go to the weed bars just to, just to smoke the weed, but You're to have to somewhere to yeah. hang out. Have a 502 Seattle City Attorney Pete Holmes wants to legalize pot bars. It's a small part of his plan to align city and state marijuana laws. You can enforce that law much better if you at the same time provide an outlet for that demand. In Colorado, where marijuana is also legal, private cannabis clubs have already opened. Oh, what weird. can I get for you today? It is two gram packages. Amber McGowan manages a recreational marijuana store and calls pot lounges the next crucial step. It would be wonderful to have that ability to realistically have an adjacent business that people can walk out our doors and walk right up into a lounge. In these pot lounges, people likely wouldn't be smoking out of a bong or one of those devices more typically associated with marijuana. Instead, they'd be using a vaporizer like this, and this helps reduce the amount of secondhand smoke and carcinogens being released. The lounges would be open to those 21 and over, prohibit alcohol, and require people to bring their own marijuana. Around Pike Place Market, people welcome anything that might get the smell of pot off the street. I would prefer not being exposed to her or, you know, my grandchildren or children as well. Before these lounges could open, they would need the approval of the city council and also a waiver from the health department. In Seattle, Danielle Lee, King 5 News. Thanks, Danielle. So you know, you I don't like walking down the street and smelling pot, but you know that guy smoking over there and that guy drinking alcohol, I'm okay <laughs> yeah, with that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, whatever pills he's popping. So uh, I don't. I didn't watch the rest of this clip. We'll just play it out. I, I, I have no idea what she's about to say. It's kind of fun for me. We reached out to the entire city council about whether they would support pot lounges. No we only heard back from Sally oh. Clark, who said she would be open to the concept. Mayor Ed Murray said he hasn't taken a position yet on the mm. issue. Okay. Right. So we may or may not get it. I, I think he's trying to use the hook of the lounges to to push the height, mm-hmm. the the you know, consolidation, com- combining the. Yeah. It's the carrot. It's a carrot. Yeah. Look, if you it's let us carrot. combine the medical 
and the recreational systems, these are some of the things we could do. Yeah, but, you know, I do dig the fact that, you know, uh, you know, obviously it's legal to smoke in your own home. Yeah. But not everybody wants to invite their friends over to their home to smoke. Maybe they just want to have yeah. a nice public congregation. A lot of people place. like to socialize like yeah, that. Totally. Uh, and, in fact, there was some a little while ago, but they got shut down. There was one that got shut down. I remember that. It, yeah. it was like they made it private, but yeah. they actually got – it got shut down because of the indoor smoking law. Yeah. That's actually why they got shut down. All right, Mr. Chase. Yes, so uh, next week we will move your unfiltered show to for one week only. To, only one week. To Tuesday, to Tuesday. Uh, for the State of the Union Which here is, in the United States of America. I, I did have the time at one point. Was We're, that at 7 o'clock? I think it's, it's a, might be a little later. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, so keep that in mind, folks. The State of the Union 2015, uh, we'll have it all lined up. Yes, that's right. But hey, Multiple if, streams. if you want to join the conversation, Hi-oh. head over to unfiltered.reddit.com. All right. Here's where you can submit stories. And, you know, we got some great ones this week, obviously. Yeah. Big story. And we talked about, you know, CISPA coming back. Back, yeah, yeah, uh, EFF.org uh, yeah. story submitted by Cool Two Man. So if you want to get involved in the conversation, unfilter.reddit.com. 9 p.m. Eastern is when it starts. What's ah, that? Six Pacific. Six. So we'll start at a regular time then. Right. Regular time. Yeah. And uh, you know how no the problem. state of the union, it never starts on time. Uh, <laughs> but right when I get in the door, we'll yeah. be starting the show. Yeah. So join us next week on Tuesday. Uh, if you want to catch like when those things are happening, a great place to go would be to follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Chris L-A-S. Right. Yeah. You tweet when this show is on. I do. And you can follow me on the Twitter at Nunes, N-U-N-E-S, where I, if you were following me, you would have saw that I tweeted out earlier a picture of the best energy drink there is, oh. Bacchus D. Oh, interesting. I've talked about that. It's really tasty. Hey, if uh, you're not sick and doing Minecraft me, where would I find that? Uh, that'd be at geekgamer.tv. <laughs> no show last week. Uh, that's why it's show so much Christmas stuff. I was sick. But, yeah, buddy. Uh, love to have you guys this Sunday. We're going to be doing some redstone things. I know building is always fun, so uh, we're yeah. going to be talking about that this weekend. Look at Eric with the links, huh? Man, Bam- Bam, bam, I think bam. Eric gets the top title suggester and obviously the top linker. Oh, he and he gets a bell. Come in here and give Eric some competition next week during the State of the Union. Maybe you can take something Obama says and make a title uh, out of uh, it. Uh, 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 not while I'm speaking. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great title, actually. Right. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yes. Uh, normally we do the show on Wednesdays, but join us next week on a Tuesday over jblive.tv, 6 p.m. Pacific, jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar to get that converted. If you don't join us on a live show, next week is the one to join us That'd on, be a so fun please one. be here. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning this week's episode of Unfiltered. See you right back here next, next week. week. All right, we got to go to jbtitles.com. See what uh, we got cooked up. Hey, Chris, uh, yes, sir. Um, I, I, I just want to let you know. I'm gonna, I, I want to show you this real quick. You're going to go ahead and order uh, a bacon bacon? Oh, my God, I'm going to be going and get myself a bacon 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 uh, from Papa <sighs> oh Murphy's gosh. right after the show. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to go over there. I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to be calling here shortly. You're making my heart pound, Chase. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, doesn't uh, look good. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's figure out our title right mm-hmm. now, jbtitles.com. Oh, my gosh, i got to quit looking at that pizza. <laughs> wow, that looks good. Fear for ratings isn't bad. Encrypted pot for ISIL. That's funny. Uh, I don't know. I think something from the uh, Charlie Hebdo Paris stuff should probably be the way to- we go. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Jihadi Rickrolled. That's funny. Uh, by the way, Chris. <laughs> hold on. Uh, th- this, this will be for the post show. Uh, hold on here. Uh, Medical Moonshine. Uh, fear Up. Al-Qaeda Now in Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, the, I, you caught that digitally remastered thing, I take it, uh, Uncle... D- 
Uncle Drama Free or what, Uncle Dan Free or whatever it is. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, the Al- Almar Alaki stuff has been digitally remastered. Just for our post show audience here, um, you know, you, you know, Chris, you make fun of me about you know bringing up online poker and how it's a felony in the <laughs> great state it's, of Washington. It's a, it's a st- thorn in your side, Chase. Yeah, well, well, I didn't know. I don't know if you realize, Chris, but Washington State is the only state in our great union uh, that it's illegal to play online poker yeah. by a felony. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, a bill is being introduced in the Washington State Legislature uh, that will allow. Online poker to be finally legalized in this great state, and hopefully it makes it to the floor, we'll and see. hopefully it happens. Uh, Representative Sherry Appleton, you keep us pre-filed. You I are want, you are our uh, I, chief online poker correspondent. I want this to happen so freaking bad. You have no idea. Hey, what do you think about taking Eric's uh, uh, title of fear for ratings and tweaking it to ISIS fear for ratings or uh, something like that? Like you know, like a ISIS ISIS ratings or ISIS fear uh, ISIS ISIS for ratings or ISIL ISIS fear for ratings Paris fear ratings I I, I think we got to have something with Charlie Hebdo in there <clears throat> or... milking milking Paris uh, milking Paris uh, milking the Paris tragedy um, Paris tragedy benefits. Yeah, what we really talked about is how every different group is sort of spinning this Paris tragedy for their own best interest. So how can we get a title from that? Like it's uh, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, like uh, everybody's taking advantage of a bad situation. You know? Yeah. No. Yeah. Totally. What's now? We need a title in there. Here, what chat room? You guys, something. You guys think of something. Something like uh, you know, everybody's taking advantage of a, of a tragedy. Uh, never wasting a tragedy. Uh, I don't know. Something like that. Uh, and while we do that, we'll watch a clip uh, while you guys talk. You want to watch a clip, Chase? Cl- clip is fine. Let's watch a let's watch a, a promo for the U.S. surveillance machine documentary. For them, there are no citizens or foreigners, allies or enemies. Spying on close friends and partners is totally unacceptable. Lawbiters or criminals. There are only objects of surveillance. It's not an ideological issue because you have Democratic presidents, you have Republican presidents, you have the far left, the far right. They all agree on one thing. We all want to know what everybody else is doing. Buying is in the American gene pool, unfortunately. Ooh, that's pretty intense. That's like a good one. All right, we got some new ones that came in here. Let's see what we get. A milking tragedies is good. It might be too generic, though. Might be too generic. Yes, who's afraid? How would you say that? How do you say that? That's a good one. Chase is ordering his bacon 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 right now. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm playing with what you guys got. Uh, let's see. Milking tragedies, profit from tragedy. Chase, I'm still having a hard time. I know, man. I know. Uh, uh, gosh, we got to have something about. I I think the Paris tragedy in this. You know. Um, Paris tragedy, fear mongering. Paris tragedy benefits. Wow, no, we're not doing that. That sounds bad. I like where you're going with that, but no. yeah, I know. And yeah. after you're reading it, yeah, yeah, it doesn't look good. Yeah. Um, taking advantage of the Paris tragedy. Uh, generic jihad. That's good. The Treat of Fear, Milking Isis for Fear, 
milking ISIS women. Wow. Oof. Ooh, wow. No, 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 no. Not good. Uh, but Shireem's trying really hard. You I gotta know. give him credit. No, They're I give him super hard. I'm giving him credit. Uh, even Rakai's jumping in there. Wow. Um, so, no, I, I, uh, boy. Uh, what do you think, Chase? What do you think? Uh, I mean, we could take it offline and try to see if we like something, if we, if we do a mashup. Um, Media Fears Pot, Encrypted Pot for ISIL, Isosphere Ratings. Uh, hmm. Paris Tragedy Milk for Ratings is kind of long, but... I, what about profit, uh, taking Rakai's suggestion, profiting, profit from tragedy and call it profiting from the Paris tragedy? Profiting from Paris? Profiting from Paris, yes. Yes. There we go. Rakai got it. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Eric. This is a hard one. Yes. Thank you to all the title suggestions for Eric, yeah. who was profiting from Paris, churning them out as we went, which is really nice. Which technically, I will give uh, credit to Rika on that yeah. one. And yeah. uh, when I eat my bacon, bacon, bacon pizza, you'll think of him. I'll be thinking of right. Rikai. Okay, very good. All right, so you guys have unlocked it. You know it. You Ding. love it. Here we go. Ding. Here we. Here we go. Just for you guys. This is what I say. <laughs> No, exactly. Uh, yeah, so don't forget, next week we will be here for the Great State of the Union Address. Yep. A lot of people standing up, clapping, and then standing down. <laughs> Tuesday show should be a good one. We hope you can join us. We only do it once a year. That's right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. See you for one thirty. Oh, hey, don't forget, we should do like a drinking game for State of the Union, I think. Oh, all right. Let's come up with something. Yeah, we we'll you guys, give us your ideas. Yeah. Throw it on Reddit. We'll yeah, see you guys later. Yeah, all right, everybody. Thank you. See 1.30 you. next week. Yeah!